Welcome to Interviews by the Smart Chiropractor. This show is where Dr. Jason Deitch and myself, Jeff Langmaid, give you a front row seat to our conversations with the current influencers, future leaders, and fantastic people involved in our profession. Hey, Smart Chiropractors, welcome to the Smart Chiropractor Show and our featured guest segment. My name is Dr. Jeff Langmaid. I'm here with my co-host, Dr. Jason Deitch, and today we have the opportunity to sit down with somebody that I have known for a few years and finally being able to chat with and go deep with Dr. Tony Brooks. He is an author, entrepreneur, army ranger, and a chiropractor, and he has done a lot in, uh, in, in his time in the profession. We're going to explore as much as we can over our interview today. Tony, thanks for chatting with us. Hey, thanks for having me. Looking forward to uh, some fun here. Uh, well, I, so so are we. I want to dive into the book, but before we get there, book title is Leave No Man Behind. We're going to dive into that, but before we get there, how did chiropractic, army ranger, which came first? What was the process? What's the origin story? I'd love to know a little bit of the insight and if there was a, a correlation or a connection or whether these were two totally independent uh, careers and opportunities for you. Yeah, I think this um, obviously goes back to you never know how far reaching your actions will be, right? So I, I actually had never seen a chiropractor in my life until I got out of the army. I was, I was that perfect story where someone says, the guy that went to the orthopedist, that went to the physical therapist, that went to the oriental medicine, that went to the acupuncturist, that went to the, you name it, everything. I tried it all um, to help me with my post-military uh, pain, essentially. Um, and that's what brought me towards chiropractic. Obviously, I've learned a lot since then that chiropractic is not just pain, right? But that is the door that a lot of people come through. So for me, um, it was one of my last options. And I, so I get this all the time as a chiropractor, right? You, you hear, so you're, I'm the last, you're the last person. You're, you're my last chance. Um, I was that guy and my chiropractor did a wonderful job. And I realized at that point, I'm like, I actually, I want to be him. I want to do what he just did. And that was the end of the story. And I have to give a caveat to that because my wife will smack me around if I don't tell this part of the story was I was the, also the guy that said, oh, I'm not going to a chiropractor. I'm not going out. Those aren't even real doctors. These are, these are words that are coming out of my mouth, and it's just stuff that I heard growing up. That's it. And when she asked me, why did you say that? I looked at her and said, you know what? I don't know. Sure, I'll go. And I, and I tried, and that was it. So, so I love it when those patients come in. Exactly. Let, let's go down a little bit deeper, Tony. What, what was it? Was it just the results? Was it the idea? Was it the lifestyle? I mean, what, what happened inside of you that... We've been, Jeff and I have been talking about this more and more as we've been sort of introducing our new ideas. We all had this moment in time at some point in our history where we thought it would be a really good idea to take the next three to four years of our life, go a couple hundred grand into debt and start start from scratch years from now because of this idea or thing or career called chiropractic. What, what was it for you that got you to go, yeah, that's a good idea? <laughs> You know, I think, I think 
for me, the results were obviously top of mind, number one. But a big thing was he was the first doctor that listened to what I had to say. That was a huge one. Um, Second results, obviously, we talked about that. But also, he started talking about things that weren't related to what I was there for, that were health-related, right? It was the lifestyle stuff. And that's what started to get my mind going. Like, wait a minute. He's not just, he doesn't just care about my back. (laughs) There's more to this. And like I said, that was the door I came through was the pain door. But that's inside the room. There was a bunch of cool gadgets and I wanted to play with them all. That that is a that is a that is that's that's a very that's a very honest answer and a good reason to get to to get started. Results certainly, I think, are how many of us get into chiropractic, whether we experience them ourselves or whether it's a family member. I think it's a very common path for how people get interested. And as you described, as you learned more, you became more interested. I think that's a very common thing that chiropractors experience, which which is which is fantastic. Now, transitioning from being an army ranger to becoming a chiropractor, I can imagine that day in and day out, those are clearly two, two different worlds. How was that transition for you? And maybe what was a lesson or two that you brought from your time as an army ranger into whether it be the schooling as a chiropractor or your practice today? So one of the things that, that always will stick with me is when I was in school and people were talking about how hard it was. This is so hard. And every time someone would say that, I would think to myself, this is hard. (laughs) You guys have no idea. (laughs) So that honestly, that helped drive me forward. And I I use that every day in practice. Um, Because there are times when you get in a little lull and you're like, man, I got all this work to do and I got all this stuff to do and I got no time because it's always time. (laughs) That's the problem. And I just look back and be like, well, Okay, that's good. That's that's good. I need more time, which we all do, but no one's shooting at me. Even better. <laughs> the transition, honestly, I don't think I was ever Army Ranger material. I got I got through the the training. I I went to combat. The only thing that I have that every Ranger has is the inability to quit. <laughs> there is no quit. Um, it's an ego. It's part ego. It's part um, the will to to succeed. That's the only tr- real thing that I had that made me an Army Ranger. So tr- that's that easily transitions to chiropractic. Um, we're the underdogs. We're always the underdogs, and I love it because that actually pushes me along. It, it does have that motivational factor to it that keeps us going and. Uh... And I, I think almost all of us at some point, because it different ways becomes relatively hard, not life and death hard necessarily, but um, and not quitting is one of the most important lessons um, I think we could we could all get. So thank you for that. Uh, let's transition to your book. Um, Leave No Man Behind. What I'm sure are the lessons from the book we can learn in practice and life and leadership uh, what inspired you to write the book? You know, I, I don't actually know the answer other than the one thing that really, I think, put me over the edge was I start I, with COVID hit. 
you know, things slowed down. And I looked at my kids and I started thinking, man, am I ever going to be able to tell them this story? Am I ever really going to be able to sit down and tell them what I did in the military? And I came to terms with it that probably not. Like, that's just not a, a dinnertime conversation. <laughs> I, and it's also not a healthy thing to be like, let's go have some drinks. <laughs> and so to me, it was, this is my way of telling my kids what their dad, where their dad came from. Yeah. And secondary was all of my friends that I've served with, you know, half of them are struggling, were struggling massively with uh, depression or PTSD with the fact that, you know, they did this amazing thing. They helped rescue the lone survivor in Afghanistan, but no one knew that they did. So part of it was me being the echo chamber for them. That is super powerful. And as you were beginning to think about the idea, as you mentioned, you know, your kids and some of your, you know, your colleagues and thinking back to the other Rangers and of course the teams around it, was it difficult to make the decision to write the book and to bring the story to light? Because, you know, for many books out there, I think over the last few years, I've seen more uh, accounts than in the past of sort of military experience. But is there any sort of, was there any sort of, I guess, internal code or was there apprehension about bringing it out when you were going about the initial thought process of crafting the book? Was there any conflicting ideas there or were you all in from the get-go? Um, no, actually, uh, there was a huge period in time where I wasn't ever going to tell this story to anybody. I mean, I, this is special operations. The 75th Ranger Regiment, we don't tell people what we do, we just do it. And that's kind of been the mantra for decades. And I knew writing this book, I'd have a lot of my friends actually come out and say nasty things about me because I'm the one that told the story. <laughs> um, it, at the end of the day, it ended up being that all these guys started reaching out to me saying, thank you, thank you, thank you for writing the story. Thank you for being the one who did it. Everyone wanted to, but no one had the courage, the ability to sit down and write it or the ability to get past the fear of what are people going to think when they read it? I mean, I had to get real in here and talk about me and my weakest points. So that's not an easy thing to do for a lot of people. And have your kids been able to read it? Or I don't know how old they are or anything, but uh, what was, was your other mission accomplished? You know, my kids are still young, eight and five. In fact, they're being loud right over here. <laughs> and um, they, my daughter is five, so she hasn't read it. My son is eight and he reads a book a day. So I've caught him many times thumbing through it and reading things. So I know he's taken, he knows a lot about it, but he hasn't read the whole thing cover to cover yet. So well, they will read it. There's no doubt in my mind. Absolutely. And, you know, I guess it, it, this uh, it maybe goes beyond saying, but I'll say it, it's, uh, it's exceptional, I, I think, you know, to, to be able to connect with you and, and certainly thank, thank you for everything that you have done and to be a member of the chiropractic family, you know, in addition to the Army Ranger family, I think, 
is something really special and pretty unique. And I, I love that you're able to, as you've gone through the last few minutes, really draw out some of those experiences and use it to propel you know, your new career you know, as a chiropractor forward and use some of those lessons, the grit, the determination, the you know, don't say no and push forward. It's just a, such a powerful lesson because so many of us as chiropractors, as businessmen as and women, as entrepreneurs, we can get brought down in the day-to-day -day minutia of our lives and not be able to think back and think bigger and see what others have gone through and experienced. And I think that that is so powerful. I know we were talking pre-roll here. You've gone through some changes as well as a chiropractor over the, over the last little bit and made a big move halfway across the country. This is where it's going to say the grit and determination come in huge, making a complete practice change. How has that been for you, changing, going from Washington down to Texas? And what was some of the impetus for, for the move out of curiosity? Obviously, we moved from Washington State to Texas, so two very different places. And I would say it's been a journey. <laughs> we had a great practice in Washington, and really COVID kind of changed our worlds. We realized we weren't in the place we needed to be as a family. Um, the, the community, there was lots of pressures outside of our home that forced us to make a change. And Texas was the perfect fit for us. So that's what brought us here. Um, but yeah, it was a big change. You go from a practice that I've built up over the course of eight years to a wonderful practice to starting over. <laughs> um, I actually purchased a practice in Conroe, Texas that is not doing so hot when I purchased it. The good news is I've been open a month and I'm already having capacity problems. So it's a good problem. Um, but the systems in the office obviously need changing and I need to, it's a lot of work. Um, whether you start from scratch or you buy a practice, there's a lot of stuff that needs to change. But I'm, I'm really fascinated to know what parallels there are between your experience with the military and your experience with the chiropractic profession as it relates to, you know, obviously everybody wants to save their own lives and they're in survival mode of some sort, um, while simultaneously knowing that these are, you know, brothers and sisters and, you know, people who you trust with your life. Uh, and that becomes a relationship of sort, a, a, a brotherhood, a sisterhood, a, a community, a fraternity. What do you think we should learn in our profession based on your experience? Uh, if, if there is, I guess that's my question. Are there lessons that you think that you see commonalities that uh, you wish more chiropractors would sort of maybe abide by in terms of principles or ideas or visions or any of that that Translate? Yeah, I'd say the one thing that sticks out to me that I think, actually, I see a lot of chiropractors struggle with is teamwork. The chiropractor puts too much on themselves and not into their team. If you don't invest in your team, you're going to burn yourself out. Like, I could have never done the Lone Survivor Rescue Mission by myself. I would have quit. I actually yeah. would have quit. There's no doubt in my mind. The only reason I didn't it's because the guys around me were pushing me forward. They just kept pushing and kept pushing and kept pushing. And I think a lot of people don't invest in their teams and their clinics. 
they don't pay them enough, they don't train them enough, or they don't care enough about them. To be honest, they're not uh, something to be disregarded. They're not, you can't just fire them. If you really do believe that, then you hire the wrong person. Why do you think that is so uh, epidemic across chiropractic practices, as, as you've seen plenty in multiple states at this point in time and looked at and purchased a new practice? I'm sure you interviewed and checked out a few. Why do you think that is such a challenge? I, when I look at the military from the outside looking in and the teamwork makes total sense, uh, but in the chiropractic profession and specifically within each practice, it seems to splinter and fragment so easily. And if you had to give your best estimation, why do you think that's such a challenge? I think it's a big problem in chiropractic because obviously I think a lot of it's a financial thing. They're not making enough money. So money's always driving the boat. And when money's driving the boat, it clouds the mind and they're making decisions based on money and not based on being a good human. Um, one thing I did when I just took over my practice, I came in, I gave everybody a raise. That was like one of the first things I did. And they were shocked. They couldn't believe it. And I said, it's a clean slate. You prove yourself, you stay here. If not, you can, we can help you find something else. But um, we made it a team atmosphere. We all cross-train on everybody's job. Um, I go into some clinics and the chiropractor literally will adjust a patient, leave the room, do nothing else, go straight to their computer, do their chart, whatever they do on their computer, go back and adjust the next patient, go straight to their computer. If the clinic gets backed up, I will wipe a table down. It's not that big a deal. You need to keep things moving and, and your staff sees stuff, little things like that. Like, oh yeah, he, he's always working. He's always helping the team. And they will start to do the same thing. But being a leader in a clinic, I think, is the biggest problem. I, I think you're 100% right. And I know we're, we're short of time, but I, I would like to invite everybody to check out your book. I know you had mentioned a, a special link for our viewers. Uh, maybe share a few minutes of what you think a chiropractor might get out of reading the book, uh, where they can get it, and uh, how they can get it at a special smart price. Yeah, so Leave No Man Behind is the title of the book. And I think everyone will learn more about teamwork. They'll learn more about how teams operate and the importance of doing your job to your, the best ability you can. Um, the whole book is riddled with stories of leadership and courage and getting through tough times, really. I mean, who would have thought that this little middle town, you know, middle class, small town guy uh, would become an army ranger. No one, no one in my family would have guessed it. None of my friends would have guessed it. Um, I fit more in the chiropractor role than I do an army ranger. So I think I have a lot in common with anyone who's going to read it from this crowd. So if you go to my website, which is drtonybrooks.com and you use the code SMART, you will get 15% off your purchase of a signed copy. And I will send it to you and you can personalize that any way you'd like. So reach out to me, you guys. I, I look forward to hearing from all of you actually. Emails, I mean, I'm always available. We have time to chat. Thank you.
thank you thank you thank you for you know thank you thank you for everything as as a ranger as a chiropractor and as our guest today i will say uh thank thank you for showing up thank you for being that leader uh that humble servant and i'm going to encourage everybody listening and watching we will drop that link down below head over pick up a copy of the book pick up a copy for a friend Pick up a copy for your team because it is only going to help you continue to grow. It's how we learn. And uh, Tony, again, thank you so much for coming on, chatting with us today. We appreciate it. And we look forward to talking with you again in the future very soon. Thank you for listening to Interviews by the Smart Chiropractor. Join us again next week for another episode and leave us a review when you have a moment. This episode has been brought to you by the Smart Chiropractor. The Smart Chiropractor can deliver more new patients, better retention, and more consistent reactivations to your practice without spending any money on paid advertising. Learn more and get started today at thesmartchiropractor.com.